welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 55, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. Hello, Hallie. Greetings, David. And hello, listeners. Jimmy Neutron is a 2001 American computer animated science fiction comedy film. It's directed by John A. Davis. And it stars the voice talent of Debbie Derryberry, Patrick Stewart, Martin Short, Rob Paulson, Carolyn Lawrence, and Jeffrey Garcia. I just want to highlight the name Debbie Derryberry. Debbie Derryberry. Such a good name. She plays it Jimmy Neutron. It, it reminds me of uh, Debbie Thornberry. I can't see why that would remind you of that. I don't know. Random association. There's Who's to a, say? There's a, um, a, a writer who does, I believe, children's books, but also I know her from a, a vegetarian cookbook she did, whose name is Crescent Dragon Wagon. What a oh, name! Oh, you told me about Crescent Dragon Wagon before. Crescent Dragon Wagon. Yeah. That's, that's her at name. Risk, the she sounds like an OC. It, I feel at the risk of sounding like a jerk, but I don't mean to be, but is Crescent her real first name? No. Oh, okay. She, um... I read the story of her name at one point, but it was like, it was the 60s, she had a boyfriend, they were getting married, and they were like, we shouldn't take you shouldn't take my, you know, patriarchy father's name or whatever. We should come up with our own names. So they, like, made up first names for each other. And they decided, what if we're being too serious about this? We should have a goofy last name. And they came up with Dragon Wagon. That's I'm fun. glad for them. I like that. F the patriarchy. Yeah. So, Dragon Wagon. Dragon Wagon. You wrote the book passionate vegetarian it's pretty good i've made got some good recipes pretty good anyways she's not in this movie (laughs) Uh, that you know of jimmy neutron was popular with audiences grossing 103 million off of its 30 million dollar budget and critics gave it generally strong reviews for its animation it was also nominated for the very first academy award for best animated feature which apparently hadn't been a thing before 2001 they what? just best animated films just were not recognized at all or had no, I no, they weren't. Okay, well now it's it's slightly wow. less impressive because I kept looking at the IMDb trivia and everyone was like, "This is the first Nickelodeon movie to be nominated for an Academy Award," and or like animated movie to be nominated for an Academy Award, and I'm like, "Well, now I just know that it's like one of the first ever, which is still cool." But it's not like it had been around for a long time. I don't know. I feel like I'm making it sound worse or just like I'm a negative Ned. And that's not the goal. Carry on. Ignore this. No, it was nominated. However, it lost to Shrek. Shrek. Iconic. Yeah. It was also the only Nickelodeon animated film to be nominated for the Best Animated Feature category for nearly a decade. Until Rango won in 2011. Rango. I never saw Rango Rango. because his eyes freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things. And like his really skinny neck. Mm, Pass. I don't know what that is. Big eyes, skinny neck, that's all you need to know. Okay. He's also a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) The film was such a success that it spawned an animated series 
The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and another spin-off later, Planet Sheen, which followed the adventures of Jimmy's friend Sheen, the one who's really into Ultra Lord, and doesn't seem to have a personality outside of it, so I'm not sure how they came up with a series for that, but um, there you go, Sheen, got his own show. Sheen. I Good never for watched, Sheen. I never watched uh, Sheen's show. Yeah. Watched a lot of Jimmy Neutron, but not was, uh, not the Sheen show. Watched a little bit. Yeah, only a re- little bit. Yeah, I wasn't as into it when I was younger. But the thing is that then I rewatched it and was like, "Why wasn't I into this?" Yeah, I don't know because the whole thing just held up a lot better than I expected it to. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, that was great. I was having a great time during this movie. Good. I'm, I'm glad someone was. Um, David, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, is the story of Jimmy Neutron, a boy genius who invents a bunch of impressive gizmos like a shrink ray and a backpack that's actually a jetpack. He and his friend Carl, along with his robot dog Goddard, sent a toaster-based satellite into space to try and communicate with aliens. However, in the process, Jimmy's rocket ship crashes into his house, destroying the chimney and upsetting his mother, who won't let him go to the opening of the Retroland Amusement Park, where everyone who who is anyone is going to be. Egged on by popular kid Nick, Jimmy and Carl and their other friend Sheen sneak out and have a blast. But their satellite was successful in contacting aliens, and a race of egg-like folks called Yokians come and abduct all the adults in town, including all the kids' parents. This is great! for about a day, when, after partying and living out the adolescent fantasies of their lives, there wasn't actually a clause there, um, <laughs> they, they realized they missed their parents after all. So now Jimmy and his cohort have to blast themselves into space to do battle with the egg people and return the adults to Earth. A gigantic three-eyed chicken, a toothpick worm spear, and the reason atmosphere ends in fear, Jimmy Neutron. Boy genius. Woo! Did you um, do the quiz this week? I did. Did you? Wow, you remembered. I did. I always remember to do the quiz each week. Well, great. We had a quiz. It was fine. I liked that it quiz. added or it asked me some Standard. like questions I didn't expect to be asked. Yeah, they weren't um, all pertaining to the movie. Yeah, and I had no idea what answers most of them pertained to. Yeah, Hallie, who'd you so get? That's fun. Me? I got I got Sheen Estevez. Sheen. Sheen. You're always there for your loved ones, and you always ask WWULD, what would Ultra Lord do? And that's it. But I think it's just because this BuzzFeed quiz gives like a one or two sentence summary of the character, and not that Sheen doesn't have a character outside of Ultra Lord. His character is just kind of dopey. Is all so it feels like he doesn't, but I'll defend Sheen. At There's... least movie Sheen. They made him kind of annoying in the show, but I'll defend movie Sheen. Do you remember the episode of the show where he got smart and then became like super mean? No, I do not. But his that head was huge. Not fun. Yeah, I, Sheen... If I haven't seen it, I would not have known. Smart that his head Sheen was, huge. was mean, so we should all appreciate okay. kind of dopey Sheen. We should all appreciate Kinda Dopey Sheen. We should all appreciate Kinda Dopey Sheen. Yes. David. Well, all right. Krista, who'd you get? 
Sheen Estevez. <laughs> Great. I also got Sheen Estevez. <laughs> we should all appreciate Sheen. We should all appreciate Sheen. We, we should all appreciate Nate. Sheen, Sheen is all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You sound so disappointed. Well, I mean, I was actually kind of disappointed in this one. He doesn't have much of a personality besides liking an action figure. And even his father just likes the action figure. That's like... Okay, okay, parental bonding, David. But, like, he's got so, like, two of my... I, actually, no, three of my favorite moments in the movie are Sheen-related. When he's presenting Ultra Lord, and Mrs. Fowler is like, this is the seventh week in a row you've brought in an action figure, and he says, Mrs. Fowler... And then goes on to explain this is a new Ultra Lord action figure. The way he shakes his head and says Mrs. Fowler is very hilarious. I am going to defend that. And I love when Jimmy tells him to go get the transport ship. And he's like, well, you want me to drive the ship? And he says, yeah. And she goes, uh, oh. And he like makes this sound just before Jimmy continues talking about Ultra Lord. And I can't remember what the third one is. Oh, it's the Nick. It's when Nick runs away and he's like, we need a new plan. Preferably a Nicholas one. Yeah, those are. I feel like he said three like, things that happened in the movie. <laughs> those are three things that happened in the movie, and they're really quietly delightful. Yeah. And they're Sheen, who just has like a funny presence. Like his shtick might be Ultra Lord, but I feel like he's a person. What was weird to me is that Sheen is so present in the show as like clearly. Jimmy, Carl, and Sheen are a trio that that he almost felt not like an afterthought, but it definitely seemed more like Jimmy and Carl were friends, and then Sheen mm-hmm. also happened to sometimes be there. And yeah, so it was weird because I'm like, that. hey, that's not that's not how this show went, but perhaps it's how the movie went. And then everyone really liked Sheen Estevez and all of his Ultra Lord personality. And they said, screw what David will say 20 years from now. More Sheen. Yeah. We appreciate Sheen. That's what they said. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I do want to be fair to Jimmy Neutron. It is is like a children's cartoon. And it is hard reviewing a children's cartoon you're seeing for the first time when you're an adult. And have, like, zero nostalgia for or anything to temper your viewing of it. Like, I know the Ninja Turtles cartoon from the early 90s is probably not good. And if I made you watch one of the Ninja Turtles movies from that time period, you would probably give it, like, a four. Hallie, I believe, has seen some of one of them and refused to watch the rest of it because she hated it. Uh, They put Raphael in a bathtub, and I still don't know why, and that makes me very mad, and so I won't watch the rest of the movie. Raphael got beat up. I know, so but they, they put, put him, him in a bathtub. Yeah, Where that's what I'm saying. Put him? A bed? He's a he's a giant turtle. Turtles can lay in beds. Yeah, but don't you think that? But the, when you but have like the a, bathtub when you have a didn't pet even turtle, have any. Put the pet turtle in the bathtub, so he's a big turtle. But the bathtub didn't the... have any water in it. There was no water in the bathtub, David. It was just an empty bathtub. They put the human-sized turtle in. There was no water in the bathtub. If I if I made you watch it, you would not like it. And this is despite the Ninja Turtles being objectively cooler and more inventive by miles than Jimmy Neutron. Whatever. I know that things can get controversial when talking about cartoons that one loved as a child, 
But this is not a good movie, you guys. Um, <laughs> this is like man. at best a five. At best. Um, at best. No. Jimmy is the no. white, brown-haired, mayonnaise protagonist of every franchise. Just completely unoffensive and bland. He's nice. He's smart. Okay. But all the personality is sucked out of him to make him appealing. He's, I don't think all the personalities. His one, his one downfall him. is that he's like kind of short, I guess. Like that's the thing we're told to focus on about him. But he's like roughly the same size as everyone else in his class. Well, it felt to me like Dexter's lab, except it it felt to me like Dexter's lab, except everyone was erased of anything that made those characters interesting. Well, I never liked Dexter's lab, so this is yeah. better. Dexter, I mean, part of the thing about Dexter's lab is that he kind of sucks. That's what's cool about him. He's like a mini evil genius who has okay, like at least one moral conundrum each episode. Jimmy is just like, like Jimmy is just like the ultimate Mary Sue character. There's nothing. It's not like one feature length film though. I mean, like Jimmy is not my favorite character in the film, but I feel like the main character rarely is people's favorite character in the film. I feel like Nickelodeon also just sometimes does that not every time but they also did victorious and tori is the lead character on that show and she was bland as can be oh yeah they yeah it's not it's not like jimmy could probably be a better protagonist i think he's fine good thing they have a whole show to flesh him out like and i i just i think i think the movie does a really good job with what it wants to do which is be funny and have some weird animation and right. tell a really weird story about egg aliens. One thing that I thought was funny that was not necessarily part of the movie, but again, I was reading the IMDb trivia, and someone said that when the Yokians pause the scene on the parents and they say delicious, it foreshadows that they want to eat them. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. You're not good. wrong. It's <laughs> some good detective work. Well spotted. And it was the last A thing plus. there. And Who's someone... the boy genius now? <laughs> someone just learned what the word foreshadowing means and wanted to <laughs> show it off for the internet. But Gives they were right. Sentence. They were they were not wrong. One thing that was also like really heartbreaking about watching this is that I mean it came out in two thousand one. Uh, like around Christmas time, I think. So I was seven. So very like, very youth. And it's kind of heartbreaking to watch it now and realize that you are one of the adults that would be abducted because part of the fun of the movie is being like, yeah, I too am a kid. I will also turn this theme park ride into a rocket ship and go save my parents. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be the brainwashed one. I'm old. But as an adult who deals with small children in the form of nieces and nephews, the kids breaking down after one day without the adults was hilarious. And, like, I don't think I found it that funny when I was young. Like, I knew it was supposed to be because, like, oh, adults make things happen and take care of you. But, like, as an adult watching the little girl cry because she was like, I was on the teeter-totter. And then I wasn't on the teeter-totter. Like, that's... Very funny, the way they captured kid logic in the little breakdown when they were interviewing all the kids. One kid is screaming, I don't know how to make lunch! (laughs) So I'm sure the parents really appreciated those scenes. 
And as an adult, I was like, aha, this is for me. But I'm also enjoying all the other parts that are mostly for the children. You become the machine. You raged against the machine, but now you are the machine. And now I am that. <laughs> I'm a my yeah. But I'm a happy machine. When's, um, when's the last time you had watched Jimmy Neutron before this? Oh, like God. the movie or the show or both? Either. Both. Uh, movie, I don't remember the last time I watched it. It's been a hot minute. Um, the show, it's also been, I'd say, like, at least a decade. But... It's been, yeah, it's been, like, a minimum of 15 years for me. For either one of those. Yeah, possibly. It was a really good show. Maybe not, maybe not 15 years. I don't know, like, 12. I don't remember how long it ran. (laughs) Now that I think, I'm gonna look that up. Hold I think on. it was like three or so years, three or four years. And like when you're young, that feels like forever. Yeah, I watched three, the three Jimmy seasons. Timmy Power Hour. Oh, that was, really was great. Yeah, that was great. That was incredible. 2002 to 2006. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I probably watched it a little bit after. It ended because, you know, they showed reruns and whatnot. I really liked it. I was always very charmed by the the book candy. It was candy that looked like books and then you chewed it because it was gum. And then you could learn all about that book. So it would help with like, you know, school book reports and whatnot. But it was such a Willy Wonka invention. And it was it was a thing that looked like a smaller thing, which is always really enticing. And I don't know, like, it mesmerized me. I still think about it. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, uh, oh, the deeply disturbing one when Carl becomes pregnant with alien babies. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the way that his body kind of glows and, and he like carries them. Like there's no non-juvenile way to say it, but like in his butt and it just, it's a little disturbing. That that sounds disturbing. He'd be such a good parent though. Would he? It'd be, I did like Carl. Carl, he I just really, wants to go to the my fighting My favorite zoo. moment in the whole movie that I forgot all about was at the beginning when Carl's like, hey, Jimmy, want to see a picture of a frog? And then he just holds up his frog drawing. And Jimmy's like, that's really good, Carl. Like, what a wholesome little moment. I know. And he's just, have... he's just drawing a frog. That's all he wanted. And he wanted to share it with his friend. Yeah, and it was really and cute. Like... And then he's like, what are you drawing? And then Jimmy's like, oh, you know, just new plans for Goddard, something or other. And he's like, oh, that's cool, too. And I can't tell, like, I don't think that Carl even necessarily said it as like, wow, you're such a better drawer than me. Or, oh, you're so no, much he... smarter than me. It was just like, oh, I mean, it's like no frog. But, you know, that's fine. Like, that's cool, He too, definitely Jimmy. meant to be a little bit patronizing <laughs> to Jimmy as in, yeah, it's not a frog. But whatever. I've seen that moment uh like like captured on pinterest or whatever like look at this wholesome look at this wholesome interaction jimmy doesn't make him feel bad for drawing a frog which no. by all by all means is like not a thing a child of that age would normally even be drawing but he's just like oh wow your frog is great and then he doesn't okay, make Carl feel vague... bad when he's like i'm drawing a prototype for goddard 
because I Carl asks it's just memory of being in like third grade and doing a frog and toad activity in class and we were coloring in a picture of the frogs and I like used two different shades of green together and then my teacher complimented me on it so yeah that is a thing that kids do at that time and then they still remember it when they're 27 (laughs) yeah Hallie well okay the thing is that I draw frogs now but I am so more likely to doodle silly little drawings like that as an adult than I was as a child. Small price to pay. I got yelled at for drawing. scribbling as a child, and it ruined my artistic fervor. Who yells at a kid for scribbling? Yeah, like I would scribble outside the lines on the coloring page, and they'd be like, you can't do that. And that was in like preschool, but then they yelled at me so hard that I just like never colored again. Unless we had to in class. It's really sad. You should you should get one of those yeah. adult coloring books. No, that sounds terrible. Like oh, all I did when I was rediscover, little was You should rediscover this repre- repressed talent. No, it's too late for me. And then what you can do is you can get gel pens and then pretend like you're giving uh, each other tattoos when you give them with friends. That's what me and my cousins did. You would go into the pantry, that was the tattoo parlor, and you would have a drawing of the different options that you could do, and then they'd pick one, and then you'd draw a tattoo. That could be you. Did you have a really big pantry, or was it just like... Yeah, no, my grandma's pantry was... I mean, it wasn't, like, big. I mean, if if there are two people in there, it's going to get crowded, but... When you're, you know, seven, you can probably lay on the floor and fit... Fine. Just enough space for tattoos. Just enough space for tattoos. And Eileen let that? it happen. How's about that? How's about that? Hallie, did you hear what I said earlier? I said small no. price to pay for froggy drawings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really mad. So why did you small hate Jimmy Neutron? Pay. Like, is it just for that you thought Jimmy drawing. himself was bland? Do you have other reasons? Because I don't know. Huh? They get to go to space. There's a robot yeah, man. dog. Like, they make I roller thought... coaster rides into spaceships. Uh, they're actually good pop songs. It might be one of the only children's movies that like, oh, uses God, pop songs well. Oh, God, I hated the soundtrack. Well. They were just... God! God! God. It, had, it has We're the Kids in America and We Got the Beat, which are like two of my least favorite songs of all time. And they both were like prominently featured for extended periods of time. You are. How many times, person, do I have to tell you that Aaron Carter was on this soundtrack and it meant the world to me? And his song was very good. Do you remember when they first arrive on the planet? Like before they go to like find their parents and they're looking at everything fly around and Jimmy's like, oh, they're like an advanced species. The song in the background was the Aaron Carter song. Is that the one that's like, go Jimmy, go Jimmy, you're the best Jimmy? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to rewatch. What I don't think the, so. One of the Aaron Carter songs on the soundtrack is called Go Jimmy Jimmy, according to the Wikipedia. So it might be well, that one. Well, it sounds like <laughs> you could be correct. But I don't think that's... Maybe that is a song that was playing there. I don't... I didn't think it was. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I thought everyone's voice was like kind of irritating. I don't know. It just wasn't... This was not a movie for David. <laughs> Brain Blast is say, my Hallie? can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
the first time the first time they did it, I was like, okay, that was weird and like the animation was kind of cool. He like goes into his brain, but then they did it again, and he was still like brain blast. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, they do that like every episode of the TV show. He has a brain blast yeah. moment. Hate it. That's his Hate thing. It. That's his thing. It's all blast. I'm ever gonna say now. Brain blast. Hate it. But like the thing is that when you rated Titanic way too low, I was mad. But it was so like David is a grad school hipster nerd. And now I'm just mad because like it's it's like you don't have a heart. I told you, just, I it's told like you, you don't have a soul. I told you up top that it's hard rating somebody else's like favorite cartoon when you only see it as an adult. No, but it's not okay. even my favorite cartoon. No, well, like, like see, I didn't even well, like seeing, it that much. Like seeing, I just like it now, and I can rec- like, wow, <laughs> this is like a well put together movie that does exactly what it sets out to do. That is very funny. No, and this is a thing that stands yeah. up because, again, we watched The Emperor's New Groove and I was, like, deeply underwhelmed when we watched it again. I did not have fun watching The Emperor's New Groove. But this one holds up. This one was still fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. I like, I really I like, like Jimmy's like... parents. I like the dad a lot. Yes, I, I like that the mom is kind of, like, funny. works on Greatest. cars. The dad was really His... funny. I thought, I thought he was one of the better characters in the in the movie there's an episode <laughs> of the was... tv show where he tries to name because he loves pie he loves ducks and he loves pie and he tries to name all the different kinds of pie in alphabetical order and it's i think about it sometimes whenever yeah. i think of the word boysenberry i think of jimmy neutron's dad <laughs> there's yeah. uh there's Nickelodeon released a game that's like Super Smash Bros, but with Nickelodeon characters, and and Hugh Neutron is either a playable character, or people really want him to be a playable character. Um, but somebody like got the voice actor to say, like, you're going to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo! And they put it <laughs> over like videos of the fighting of the fighting thing, and I love it so much. And, like, the internet as a whole just really loves Hugh Neutron because he's very lovable and wonderful. He also seems like... But, he, but no, he's he's so great. He seems like a genuine contender for, like, good dad. Yeah. Because he just, he lets Jimmy, like, Jimmy crashes his rocket into the house and he still is like, but he has a whole rocket. Like, you gotta admit, that's pretty cool. And he's right, that is pretty cool. And then I like that he, uh, he tells Jimmy, like, those are for big people. Fiery, explodey things are for big people. And then as he's leaving the room, he's like, and Mother says you're grounded, like, as he closes the door because he doesn't want to be the one to deliver the bad news, which should frustrate me because dads get away with that, and they did kind of fall into the, like, nuclear gender roles, but I also just feel like that works. I don't know why it worked in this movie specifically. It just, it just did. And the dad is, like, kind of, the dopey doesn't quite do as much as the mom, but it doesn't feel like it's in a sexist way. It just feels like he's that kind of person, and I love him. So, David, you like dopey Jimmy's dad, but you don't like dopey Sheen. Not, like, anti-Sheen. I just wish that he had more than one shtick. He doesn't need more than one shtick. Ultra Lord is life. Yeah, I guess. So, I did as long as we're talking about things that I did like, because there were things that I liked. I appreciated that all the kids had really dumb, like, 
we don't have parents anymore wishes to enact. Like yes. everybody's everybody's thing in that sequence was just so stupid. <laughs> like like we have total freedom Close now, so we're gonna you know eat cotton candy until we're sick or in the shower <laughs> or like out in public and our clothes don't matter yeah just <laughs> everything was so stupid and i really i was really down with that what would you have done as an 11 year old kid if you oh were left boy. with free reign with no parents for 48 hours <gasps> what would i have done i don't know probably do more drawing and making tattoos and probably playing like the fairly odd parents game on my Game Boy. Listening to Simple Plan. You, nothing cool. Nothing like rebellious. Have, like, just like more of the amok. things that I want to do without someone being like, Kristen, stop. You have to go to bed now. I think mine, mine just probably would have been eating. Just eating, eating a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'd probably, I would probably, my dad has a sit-down lawnmower that you drive, and I wanted to drive it in the worst way, and he wouldn't let me as a kid. I would probably have taken that out for a spin. Yeah. Ooh, I, oh, I know what I would have done, because my mom never got us, like, Lunchables or Dinos oh. or the Trixie yogurt or anything, and I would go to town on those. That's probably what I would do. Just making little cracker sandwiches until he... Yeah, just raid a store, dies. buy a bunch of gushers, yeah. make my little mini pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. That's a pretty good no-parent wish. Yeah. What would you have done, David? I probably would have come up with some, like, ridiculous nonsense plan to, like, go out and save the world. But, like, not, mm -hmm. not in a Jimmy Neutron way where, like, I was actually capable of building a rocket ship or anything or <laughs> discovering why our parents were gone. But I would have tried to, like, rally the kids together and, you know, go trooping around in the forest or whatever to solve a mystery. Yeah, the way you do when you <laughs> save the world. You yeah. just wander around <laughs> in the forest. Yeah, just, just wander aimlessly. We'd have, like, I don't know. Boys are really into, like, hatchets and machetes and anything like that. So we would have all, we all had a hatchet. <laughs> oh, I had a hatchet. <laughs> Just gone out. I had a hatchet. Playing around I had in, a mace. in the woods, looking for our parents, eating our Lunchables. <laughs> or are uncrust do you have uncrustables was that a thing in your generation um we had uncrustables but i didn't really eat them because i didn't like their jelly and peanut butter ratio okay also all the kids would be like this is so much better because it doesn't have the crust and little like 10 year old me was like stopping a baby and just eat the crust nobody likes it but we do it grow up I mean, I, I never had anything against crust, so it wasn't marketed for me in that way. But I did love, and still do love, food that comes in pockets. Dumplings yeah. and, you know, all that. Pierogies, ravioli. Pierogi, it's a cute little Ravioli. Shape. All, of, all of that. Pop-tarts. Pop-tart, yep. Hot pocket. Calzone. 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 Yeah. 
Hot Pockets, all all of that. Man, a Hot Pocket. That sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, I was super into Hot Pockets. Oh yeah, my grandma had like a bunch of different Hot Pockets and Calzones. Eileen had all the good frozen food. Yeah. So many mac and cheese lean cuisines. <laughs> Family size. <laughs> Yeah. As an adult, that's just a good like, life. Uh-huh. <laughs> or no, she had the she had the Flintstones push pops. Oh my god, the Flintstones push pops. The Flintstones. Push I remember pops. those. They were like the only popsicle ish thing that I liked because I don't really like popsicles. Wait, did you not like the root beer ones? Eh, from time to time, I would eat a root beer one, and the icy the icy ones that you like squeeze out of the plastic and then suck oh, yeah. the juice from, like those. Yeah. Everybody loves those. Those but are good, but like, but like, I didn't like popsicles proper unless it was a Flintstones push up pop because it's just like sherbet in yeah. a cylinder. Yeah. And the way it's the Lord great. intended. Yeah. Exactly. I liked the. Maybe I liked don't the. Make those things for adults. What are they called? They're like they're like they're TV dinners, but there's a penguin on them. What are they? Yes, the the kids ki- uh, kids, kids cuisine? cuisine. That's not it. Maybe, maybe it's just lean cuisine, but kids. My my kids beef cuisine? with it was always that like the brownie was ju- it's it's like an all edges brownie. Oh my god, I no know. No one it's wants so small. an all edges brownie. You want either a one edge brownie or a middle brownie. You do not want an all-edges brownie. Okay, when I Google kid cuisine, one of the first autofills is discontinued. <laughs> is it? I don't think so. I see it at the store sometimes. The mashed potatoes were always like a weird consistency, but yeah. like in a fun way. Yeah, in like a really appealing kid way. You're getting like a weird frozen meal with a penguin on it. Yeah. Yeah. They are they are called kid cuisines. I just googled this. I, I don't know that I've ever had one, but I'm gonna get you a kid cuisine, and you're gonna hate like... it because you're not a kid anymore. But I'm gonna watch you eat it, and then yell at you when you don't like it. Like Lunchables, they were a rarity. Like mm-hmm. it had to be quite the occasion for those to be in our house. So I think I maybe had two kid cuisines in my entire life. Yeah, I I know that I had, I've had TV dinners at one point, but I don't think they were the Kid Cuisine Penguin ones. TV dinners were good. There was a top-notch Salisbury steak one that my grandma used to get. Big fan. Yeah. Obviously not like these days. I would get a veggie one. Not, uh, not exactly the most vegan-friendly food. No, it's not. Yeah. But that's what I would do if there were no parents, is I'd go raid a store and get all their Danimals and their Trixie yogurts and the Lunchables and Gushers. Crunch. Oh, we never had, oh, Fruit by the Foot. Yeah. I never got all that fun stuff. Yeah, all the cool snacks. It was snacks. always, we have snacks at home, but they weren't good Eat an snacks. apple. Have some string yeah. cheese. Dumbest snack. No one wants God. that. I could eat the heck out of some string cheese, though. I mean, string cheese ever... is, like, objectively good. It's just that I didn't want it at that age. I mean, if someone's like, would you rather have Cheez-Its or a string cheese, you're gonna, you're gonna pick the Cheez-Its. I mean, definitely. 
I was foisted. I was foisted. Reasons, Re- reasons were foisted upon me. Is that what I'm trying to say? Yes. My what mom wanted me to eat foisted? a lot of raisins. Foisted? Foisted. Like it's thrust upon you. It's why it's didn't foisted? Why didn't you say that? I said foisted. I don't like it. With an F. Proceed. I was forced to eat raisins a lot, as a healthy snack. Sometimes I'd get the yogurt-covered raisins, because those were slightly better. Those were quite a bit better. I'm not a big raisin fan. Good. Like, I'll eat them in food sometimes. And there's, there's like, a pasta dish I like that I've made a whole bunch that is just... It's, like, five things put together that individually I hate and will refuse to eat. But all together, <laughs> they're, like, really good. What are the five um, things? Yeah. But raisins does make up a, a part of that. Did you what ever have fun things? dip? <gasps> fun dip, yes. It was just like fun a bag dip. of colored sugar and then yeah. a, a stick that you were to, supposed to One put thing. it in. I was not allowed to eat fun dip. That sucks. Yeah. I, the good, the, oh, the thing that was always really good that we did get was baby bottle pops. Baby those, bottle pops. I loved the, those. Like, I saw them on TV all things? the time. No, it's it's uh, it looks like a baby bottle, and the top is a sucker, and the bottom is powder, like Fun Dip. And so you just turn it upside down so the sucker part is in the bottle, and then you flip it over so it gets all covered in this stuff, and then you just suck it. And, and then it's you really just suck. Because baby bottles are cool if there's candy in them. Yeah, like cigarettes. Exactly. Are you, are you guys too young for candy cigarettes? Yes. Did was no, that not I a thing that it existed? Uh not frequently. If it existed, but I was, like, it was never around me. As I I definitely was was into like the bubblegum cigarettes as a child, which you probably couldn't get past like 1994, maybe. But which is look... why I'm too young for them. Yeah. But they looked like they looked like little cigarettes, and you could like blow on them, and like powdered sugar would come out. Hmm. But you could also just like walk around holding the cigarette thing in your mouth, and that was being cool. That was a cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I always I had heard of them, but I never saw them. And for some reason, I always associated them with like the root beer candies. Because those seem like an old person candy, and I hated them. And I was like, these candy cigarettes are probably gross anyway. Not delicious, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they there was, um, there was a store called Ben Franklin that I don't think exists anymore. But they would have penny candy and nickel candy in, like, tubs, like, throughout this one section of the store and that's nice. where you would get your candy cigarettes your your root beer barrels your wax bottles which were like little soda bottles but they were made out of wax and you'd like chew the top off and it was oh with yeah liquid. i saw those i hated yeah. them oh, wait i know you're talking I don't about chew yeah. wax yeah no that was great the Ooh, no chewing on the chewing on the wax bottle that was yeah good. I, you, it, I can't explain the primal yeah, I can't. I can't joy. really explain it either, but definitely pretty good. Um, those candy dots. Ugh. 
that were like not not Bad. dots like not dots the gummy candies. Yeah, my but reaction the is dots the same that are to on both. like on like the paper, the paper of yeah, those aren't good. Dots. Yeah, they're not great, but you know, we made You could do. never peel them off. There was always paper on them. They didn't taste good. I don't know. Never a dots fan. Yeah. Anyway. I did like cowtails. Did you guys ever eat cowtails? Yeah, cowtails are great. Yeah. And then They still get the... t- cowtails. Yeah, every now what and are, then what you are see cow-tails? them somewhere. Oh, Hallie, they're delicious. I cannot describe it. It like, doesn't or like help the me. bullseyes, the like the caramel filled with like the nougat in the middle is basically a oh. cow. T- it's basically a cowtail. Cowtails are just okay. long sticks of that. Okay. And then the best gum with the shortest lifespan, the zebra gum. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hubba Bubba or Hubba Bubba also had some top-notch gum. The cotton candy and the watermelon remain unparalleled. Yeah, all of these things better than the Jimmy Neutron movie. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree strongly. Jimmy Neutron movie is way better than Dots and Wax Bottles. God, I'm very cross with you, David. are pretty great. Um, The Wax Bottles are pretty great. I'll side with David on that one. But this is is a blow. This is... is, this like, ti- Titanic and Jimmy okay. Neutron are now my benchmarks. You've done this to yourself. Okay, but like, we also get Cindy, who is incredibly smart on her own. Who yeah, is Cindy's like, great. Reduced to propping up Jimmy's self-esteem at the end, where Jimmy, our heroic white brunette boy, has come to his end. Okay, and Cindy, who could solve all of this on her own pretty easily, I bet is like, no, Jimmy, you're actually really great. No, we all like you, Jimmy. You're the best, Jimmy. Well, like, okay. what? what is that? What is that? It's, it's, it's inherently sexist correct. However, however, I do really like Cindy and Jimmy's relationship in that they're friend rivals, which isn't exactly a new thing, but I think it's executed really well in Jimmy Neutron because, like, they're mean to each other. But then they have that really nice scene where Cindy, like, just talks frankly to Jimmy. And then at the end, um, she's like, oh, I guess I can't call you a shorty anymore. And he's like, you'll think of other insults. And it's just like, it's cute. Uh, they definitely have a romantic thing going on in the show. And I'm oh, into absolutely. it. Oh, um, absolutely. Cindy is, I, Cindy's also just like, I really like that she is the one who holds her own against the boy genius who literally does brain blasts and, uh invents rockets and stuff. I love the beginning where she's explaining the fossil to chromosome ratio, <laughs> which does not make any sense at all, and then argues with Jimmy about the findings of the paleontological world summit the week before. It's great. It is great. It's great stuff. Cindy is wonderful and deserves respect, and she could have been shown more respect, such as by solving the problem and doing a thing that wasn't just pep talking Jimmy. But the pep talk scene is really good and Cindy continues to be a wonderful female character in the show to my knowledge. I think she continues being abrasive and prideful and wonderful. And there's an episode where they get stuck on a stranded island together and they fall in love and then they're rescued and then they have to pretend like it never happened. That sounds heartbreaking. Yeah. There's also, this is only, I mean, this is related to the movie, but like, 
related to things bigger than the movie is like I'm disappointed that genius is always only depicted as advanced scientific knowledge and it's not like here's Jimmy Neutron best ballet dancer in the world or I know he's written the great American novel at the age of eight no he's always doing science stuff there's more to the world than science stuff I know we gotta we gotta expand the use of the word genius to apply to to other things because other things matter and you know and you know uh uh boys gotta stop being the geniuses i agree however it was like 2001 and i saw it before i knew that feminism was a thing <laughs> yeah before <laughs> feminism existed yeah before i was able to dissect oh protagonists are always male because boys won't see movies with girl protagonists it was before all of that you didn't know that at age 10 i didn't know that at age 10 that's like really embarrassing i was not a girl genius as a 10 year old so i'm still not but like so maybe so maybe some of my nostalgia is fighting that one but i think it's more like i just assume that anything before i became woke just also wasn't woke because the entire world revolves around me you see yeah so if a movie is not woke before i was woke it's fine it didn't know any better i like jimmy neutron yeah yeah i don't know i wish libby got more to do libby's awesome yeah libby's great libby gets more screen time Libby's great later and she's like a good voice of reason because Cindy is also a voice of reason, but I feel like, you know, she can get competitive. She wavers. Yeah. She wavers. But Libby's always like, this is dumb. Look, Cindy can be goaded very easily. Who hasn't been easily goaded? Eh. What was that, Hallie? I think... Mm. Yes, David? I think, too, I never really had, like, a kids are great, parents suck kind of phase. When I was growing up, like, I always had a pretty good relationship with adults. And, like, I mean, maybe so that's what, what's that, Kristen? I was just going to say, so did I. I mean, I, like, loved my parents and still do. But, I mean, there was also the Fairly Odd Parents musical episode that came out when I was 10, and Timmy Turner sings, Trust No One Over 10. And I was like, Yeah, he's spitting truth. You don't trust anyone over 10. And it felt right. And I don't think it's so much like rebelling against your parents as it is just like embracing your kiddom. Like, because yeah. nothing that they do or that we said were particularly troublesome things. It was just like, I want to do things that will hurt only me, but not in like a self i don't know what i'm saying but it's like i want to eat cotton candy until i get sick and it's like and like i want to ride a lawnmower which was maybe dangerous but like my intent in riding it would not to be hurt to hurt someone or to hurt myself it would be to have fun on a on a lawnmower like yeah like, i wasn't i wasn't i also had a really good relationship despite my mom yeah. i just wanted the lunchables <laughs> right no I, I guess i was just thinking of like the um the we're kids in america montage of them like blasting off into space like i was just thinking about like i don't know i never had a big sense of 
kid dumb, I guess, of like, wow, like I'm eight years old and that's better than everything else. I think I just, I've always, that explains so I've always much about been you. about 45. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, really I was a very young, a I was a very, I was a very young 45 for a while, and now I'm a slightly older 45. You're just gonna stay 45. Virgin when you actually turn there. 45, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah, that'll that'll be when I hit my stride. <laughs> everything will really, everything will really fall into place when I'm when I'm actually 45. Yeah. There's a song yeah, it's hidden my, in it's there. My birthday coming up. I've been, I was, I've been, I've been thinking about getting older again because cause it's gonna be my birthday in about a week. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that like it's something you've been meaning to do. Like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about going to the grocery store. I've been thinking about getting older again. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, like not maybe sure, I'll do it. Not sure I'm gonna go through with it. Just, you know, it's on the list of things to do. It's a possibility. But we'll see if we'll see if it actually happens. Yeah, I feel like I I could get a pass this year. I could just I could just stay the same age because we've had we've had the pandemic for so long. You know. Yeah. I haven't really. Time doesn't pass. I haven't really earned it. <laughs> I haven't really earned it. You know. We haven't done enough for it to like qualify as a year because so much of it is like ah isolating again if not in your actual room just like from society right yeah that's fair if i came out of if i came out of the pandemic and i was just like yeah actually i'm 32 (laughs) i don't (laughs) i don't think anybody would who's gonna fight you on it no one who would would even know all of us now would that's true yeah recorded it this will be a secret between me and the 12 people that listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. And if you successfully yeah. don't tell anybody, you get a Lunchables. Yeah, I'll prize. send you one. I'll sign one and send it to you. <laughs> David, the 45-year-old who's actually 32. Wink, wink. Right. Lunchables were pretty good, and then they came out with other ones like like the pizza one. Yeah. Where like yeah, you'd have like a little thing of shredded cheese and like spread the sauce on with a tiny little paddle and like. Well, and make it yourself like a little chef. Yeah. I liked the nachos one that was literally just tiny chips. I didn't like that one. Yeah. It wasn't mm. filling. I wanted the crackers and I mean, cheese I agree. and meat, preferably the ham one. It was not filling. Well, I now they have. That. I didn't like the ham one because it, the ham was too watery. Yeah, I kind of liked the weird was... sliminess. <laughs> I didn't kinda, like the consistency. Water. Well, now they have like Hello Fresh, which is basically Lunchables for adults. Hallie's very familiar with Hello Fresh. Okay, but you don't. But but like Lunchables, you don't. You can assemble them, but you don't have to prepare them. Well, they. I only have one experience with a meal kit. I was hanging out with a friend in the city. And he was like, can I make you dinner? And I was like, what? Because <laughs> the last time I'd hung out with him, um, before he got married, he had a fridge that was full of, like, 
it was like Gatorade and frozen spinach. Like that was <laughs> that was like literally like he didn't he didn't know how to cook. He that was all that was in his his refrigerator. So he was like, yeah, I've got you know, me and my husband we've got this like scallop thing. If you wanna if you wanna cook a little bit, I was like, what? Invasion what is of even the body happening? snatchers. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so that was my one experience. I, I, I sliced some, some Brussels sprouts in half and he, uh, you know, did a little bit of, a little bit of pan searing and it was, it was pretty good. It was all right. Oh, to have just one experience. Yeah. What's your deal? What's your deal with, with these meal kits? My deal with meal kits is that they all say 30 minute prep slash cook time. And it's always at least an hour and a half once you slice all the things. I got so sick of mincing garlic. There was garlic in every single recipe I got. And you gotta chop off little things and like, it's fine. But then cleanup is way worse than if you just like make something based off a recipe you found on Pinterest. I don't, I can't explain it. It's bad. I like, I like the thought of meal kits. And sometimes I still look at their little menu to be like, mm-hmm. I could make that. But the thing mm. is, uh, the thing is, listeners, that I signed up for several of the free trials or the discounted ones where you got a certain number of meals for a very discounted price. And then I forgot to cancel all those subscriptions. So I got a bunch of boxes at the same time, including one that I don't remember ordering. So that was upsetting for me. And like, all the ingredients are really fresh, which is a good thing. That's a very good thing. That's quality stuff, or at least the ones I have gotten have been quality stuff. Um, but if you don't eat it in, like, three days, and you instead, like, go out to dinner with your friends, you know, before you couldn't do that anymore. Or, like, you see something in the deli, and you're like, man, that sounds good for dinner tonight. Or you are just struck with the urge to cook ramen. I don't know. Like, you can't do that with a meal kit because you have to eat the thing before it goes bad. And it's so many things. You have to eat so many of the things before it goes bad. Also, I just kept all the recipes that I liked and now I just make them on my own sometimes without the box. Interesting. That's my story. Beware of meal kits. They might upset you irrationally like they have done with me. My family, not this past summer, but the one before that, did... One of those, like, local vegetable things where, like, every two weeks we would go pick up a box of fruit and vegetables. Oh, like a like a CSA box? I do not know what CSA stands for, but sure. I don't either, but I think that's what they're called. Oh, all right. Um, and so we do that, and it always had really good stuff, but one, so much of the fruit was apples. Like, <laughs> whatever fruit you got in the box at least 70% of it was apples and so we had so many of them and then the vegetables they would give you like a lot of leafy greens and they were all good but there is only so much you can do with spinach and cabbage and lettuce and like carrot tops and this and this and this that we did not do it again this past summer because we're like, it's it's a lot of work. You gotta really want to do it. And when we first get it, we'd be like, yeah, let's make a salad. Because especially it's, it's over summer, so it's hot and it's a refreshing thing to have. 
but you don't want to have to make that all the time, and you would have to, because there'd be so much leftover greenery, and it's fresh, so it goes bad quickly, and it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. That's fun. So that's, it is fun. That's, um, that's what the, uh, the boxes are called. Hmm. CSA boxes. I've never, I've never done one, but I've often thought about it. It's just, it's, I, I, there's only me is the problem <laughs> with that. Like, I can't eat a whole box of whatever they would give me every month. It's possible that they maybe do smaller boxes and we were just like, oh, we are a family of four adults. We can all eat this in a sufficient amount of time. And maybe they do have one if you are just a single person. But my parents possible. signed up for it, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we could we could go in on a Catching Up David CSA box and just split it between the three of us. Let's do it. Yeah, that'll be... Let's get a Catching Up David CSA box. Yeah. A CUD CSA. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new thing. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Googling this right now. There are some places do near it, us. Do it, do There are some places near us that look like, oh, look, Windy Acres Farm. That's really close to us. I should cut that yeah. so people don't know that that's close to us. <laughs> but, um, don't know what area we're in. Anyways, yeah. CSA. Vegetables. Yeah. And then we can report on CSA vegetables every episode when we're yelling at David for not liking Jimmy Neutron. Or other times, such as when we're not doing that. No, in every episode, we're going to bring it back to how David doesn't like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, just like Titanic. Which is really rude of you, David. Honestly. They were both nominated for Academy Awards. It's true. You call yourself a man of culture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are not true that's true you know it wasn't nominated for an academy award is holy motors but that was <laughs> that was a terrible snub <laughs> uh, no um yeah it competed for the palm d'or though so there is that the like real the palms d'or the real prize nobody Nobody's even heard of that, David. You're just he making words matter. up, David. Competed? That's not a thing. <laughs> God. Anyway, so that's um, that's I guess that's been Jimmy Neutron. That's been Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> we that's talked Jimmy about Neutron. a lot of other Boy things. Boy genius. But you know what we didn't talk about at all? The mm. aliens. Oh, yeah. We did not talk about the aliens at all. I liked the aliens' character design more than the humans. I I respect that. I don't know. I think... And, like, all of the all of the voice talent from people that I recognized, like Patrick Stewart and Martin Short, they were just the aliens. Yeah, aliens. they were having fun. They were having a good time. We're having a good time. Um... What's his face? The, uh... The king? No, no, no. The, um... The guy who helps the king? Who was purple? Hold on. Purple Those Egg? Those are the two notable aliens. Billy There's West. King Egg and Purple Billy Egg. West is the name of the guy I was thinking of. Do you know? Do you know Billy West? Nope. He, um, he is Doug from Doug. The cartoon oh, Doug? Yep, cartoon Doug. 
he's that's a great show. He's Fry and Farnsworth and Doctor Zoidberg from Futurama. Oh, I like all those characters. And he also does Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, Popeye, Shaggy Rogers, um, <gasps> Woody Woodpecker. He's done like he he's done so many things. And there's a really great YouTube video you should look up of him talking about the Popeye voice and how the guy that originated the Popeye voice was a genius and would like do this really crazy thing with his voice where he would like talk in two different registers at the same time and what? nobody else has bothered to learn how to do that except for Billy West <laughs> because he wanted to get the voice correct so yeah he's he's like he's one of the m- most famous voice actors around and he is a lot of different voices in this hmm. well good for Good for Billy. Good for Billy. Billy. I love when voice actors are a lot of random things. Voice acting is so cool. Yeah. Frank Welker, also in this movie. Yeah, I know Frank Welker. He's a voice actor. He does Scooby-Doo and Fred Jones. Yes. And other things and other things, but those are the... Lots of other things. And and Garfield from the Garfield show. And Garfield. Yeah. Yes. They They got so many different high caliber voice actors. Anyways. They weren't messing around with Jimmy Neutron. Hey, we know we didn't talk about, and doesn't really merit more than this one sentence, the teacher who speaks like a bird for no reason. <laughs> I love her. She's great. Girl! Like I, don't, <laughs> like, I don't know why it's so funny. It just is. Yeah. I don't know. I... There's my sentence. <laughs> I just wanted her to get a shout out. Yeah. I also want Poltra to get a shout out because I love her. Yeah. Poltra's great. She deserves to eat She does things other than he, the parents. She should have gotten at least one human. At least one. Just just the one as a treat. Yeah. David shoves Sheen out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the um the the lady who plays uh Miss Fowl also did voices for the Rugrats movie and Anastasia. What? Which people in the Rugrats movie? Wait, who would? Yeah. How about An- who was she? In Anastasia. No, don't tell Hallie about Anastasia. Don't tell. Don't tell Kristen about the okay, Rugrats. Okay. Well, movie. I asked first. In it Anastasia. Older. Yes. In Anastasia, because no. that's the page I I pulled up. <laughs> Comrade Flegmenkoff. Comrade Flegmenkoff. The orphanage's inconsiderate owner. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Rugrats Anya, movie... you should be grateful. That's what she says. Sure. It was a really good He's rendition. Aunt Miriam in the Rugrats movie. Interesting. Okay, there okay, you go. okay. Hallie, I have a history question for you. Oh, yeah? Um, which, which is the Russian person who had the thing where he bleeds easily? Alexei Romanov? Okay, that's all. That that question did not start off very promising for me. <laughs> it's like I don't know. A lot of people could fit this criteria, but that was that was Alexei Romanov, the Zarevich. See, I knew you would know. Oh, oh, completely unrelated. But I heard this joke the other day, and then I remembered it before we started recording, and I thought I have to tell them this joke later, and I forgot until just now, and I don't want to forget again. So, guys, how tall is a spider? How tall is a spider? How tall is this spider? Eight feet. Eight, Eight feet. feet tall. <laughs> there 
you go. I'm so smart. And you're so delighted. I didn't expect you to be delighted by by me knowing the answer. It's a fun You joke. know any good jokes, Hallie? I expected Hallie? you to yell at me. What? You know any good jokes, Hallie? Um. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Great. Okay, I have a good no. joke, and then we'll move on to the next week's episode. Okay. What's Beethoven's favorite fruit? A beet. <laughs> All I can think of. Got him. What were you saying? I was going to say, it is not correct, but all I can think of is Think Smart Rose Art. <laughs> Which what? is not, not a fruit. A fruit. <laughs> but I was like, what rhymes with Mozart? Rose Art. I don't know, David. Tell us. That's not, even, that's not even Beethoven. That's like just a different musician. Beethoven's favorite fruit. Banana. <laughs> I hated that a lot. Why so did good. You hate it? I can't explain it. It was just my instinctual reaction was no. It's so good. I Anyways. It was a nice joke. All right. For next episode, here we go. It's the Roaring Twenties. And with Prohibition in full swing, the only parties worth attending are underground. And rich. Harrison Rutherford Monson Hayes, distant cousin of the president, is having his annual New Year's gala at his mansion in rural Massachusetts, and all of Bostonian high society is there. However, as the clock strikes midnight, Mr. Hayes is nowhere to be found. The only clue to his disappearance? A sterling knife, pinned, pinning a note to the man's easy chair in his study, which reads, Clue. Who would leave such a thing? Is it Madame Fleur, the florist with a checkered past? Or perhaps Colonel Bogle, the shifty-eyed war veteran suffering from shell shock and gout? Or maybe it's Hoopy Perkington, <laughs> the wife of Sir Reginald Perkington of the Midbury Perkingtons, a woman who has always had a thing for Mr. Hayes. Was there a crime committed at all? Or did Hayes simply step out for a smoke? We'll find out next week in Knives Out. I don't know anything about it. Except I think it was written by Ryan Johnson, right? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. <laughs> Hoopy's back. Hoopy's, Hoopy's back. back. He's in the 20s now. <laughs> I'm so happy for Hoopy. Yeah. Hoopy and Jonah Cinema can be best friends now. Yeah. I don't know. Jonah's right. got some So things. that'll be... That'll be, I've heard that Knives Out is very good. Um, wow! Spoiler or that I, alert. Or that I that I will enjoy it. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You didn't like well, Jimmy Neutron. I don't know. And you know, like Jimmy there Neutron. Were they're basically the same movies. Eight so. movie critics who said, "Wow, this is just like Jimmy Neutron." When they saw Knives Out, so this doesn't bode well for yeah. you. We'll we'll have. That's to a boy see. genius. They said about what the brain blast. Hoopy's back. <laughs> I forgot to ask what number what numbers would you give oh God. Jimmy Neutron? Boy genius. Jimmy? Oh, easily like a seven or an eight. Kristen? Um Kristen. You made it so long without Without what? 
being a burden. There you are. Um. Kristen, what's your Jimmy Neutron number? I'm only being like a 7.1. 7.1? Yeah, you won't right. let me do sevens. That was a long time ago. You can give it a seven if you <laughs> like. I never forget. Yeah, it's like up there in the sevens. It like does what it wants, you know? Like it's not trying to be like Titanic. It's just like a fun movie that does that I don't think false trope to far worse things a movie of that kind can do. What a sentence. Sentence. Put that on the back of the, <laughs> on the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Well, that's that's Jimmy Neutron. Next week is Knives Out. Genius. Last week Knives was Transformers, out. I think. <laughs> Who knows? That's uh, everybody's yeah. everybody's up to date. Yep. Yep. All right. So long, Hallie. So long, David. Goodbye, Kristen. Got a blast! <laughs> All right. Great. And good night, listeners. I'm so mad I didn't think of that.